In those days when there was again a great crowd without anything to eat, he called his disciples and said to them, I have compassion for the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from a great distance. His disciples replied, How can one feed these people with bread here in the desert? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute, and they distributed them to the crowd. They had also a few small fish, and after blessing them, he ordered that these two should be distributed. They ate and were filled And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Now there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them on their way. This is our year of being fruitful. You will remember that every year we have a theme, a a, um, quality associated with discipleship that we're focusing on that year. And halfway through the year, I'd like to bring us back and remind us that this is our year to be fruitful. We've been grateful, we've been faithful, we've been hopeful, and hopefully we're still all those things. And this year, we're, we're wanting to be fruitful people. And I think this text here in Mark chapter 8 tells us something about what it is to be fruitful in our lives as individuals and as a community of faith. And it is a very familiar story. We all uh, know these gospel stories of the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and fishes and the feeding of 4,000 and 5,000 people. And, and it's always about the same story. There's a big crowd that has come. They're very interested in being around Jesus. They, they want to hear him. I, I imagine he's doing a little healing. He's offering encouragement. He's, he's doing all kinds of things. And then, you know, it's Jesus' way. He says, I've been in ministry for three days now with all of you. I need a little time apart. But then he stops and he thinks, yeah, but these people haven't eaten and I'm worried about them. And so he says to the disciples, we need to feed them before, before they go. And the disciples are like, are you kidding me? All we have is like a couple loaves of bread. What are you thinking, Jesus? Now, if you know the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6, Just a little while ago, Jesus fed 5,000 people. And so we come to our first thing here in this text that is going to tell us something about how to be fruitful. And that is this thing where the disciples, they don't seem to get it. And so often we look at these disciples and we're like, duh, they are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. They are not the brightest bulbs in the marquee. Because, you know what, here they just fed 5,000 people and now it's only 4,000 and they have more bread and fish and they're like, Jesus, we can't do this. But here's the thing. 
I think the gospel writer, again, is trying not just to give us a window to look back at what happened in the past, but is saying, here's a mirror. These disciples are you. You see, I don't care how many times uh, Jesus has shown up in your life. How many times something has happened and you're like, thank you, God. But the next time you're in a situation, your your default position is to see things in the way of the world. You're like, oh, no, I'm never going to get out of this. Where is Where is Jesus when I need him? We have this formation that is done by the world where we are like these disciples where our quick initial reaction is to see things in light of the world, not to see things through the eyes of faith. And so, I mean, for one reason, that's why we have to always, you know, read the Bible and pray and be in Christian fellowship to remind us again and again and again to look through the eyes of faith and see that God is present with us because our natural human reaction is to see all the problems and the impossibility of the situation. Which brings me to the second thing that I think the gospel writer really wants us to see here. And that is this sort of worldly mindset is really a mindset of scarcity. It's a mindset that says there's not enough. You're not enough. You, you don't have enough. I mean, think of the message of the world is you're not enough. You're not skinny enough, you're not smart enough, you're not rich enough, you're not, you're not whatever enough. That's the con, you know, the constant message of the world is you're not enough. And, and meanwhile, God is saying you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God is saying you are my child. God is saying you are made in the image of God. You are good just the way you are. But the world gives us this mindset of scarcity in place of the abundance of God. Same thing happens in our lives where, think about how much advertising says to us, you don't have enough. You don't have enough things. You don't have enough money. You do not have enough micro-chopping things in your cabinet. You do not have enough. I mean, the, the greatest example of this mindset to me as I'm thinking about this is at the start of the pandemic. For some reason, there was this weird narrative that we're going to run out of toilet paper. Now, I don't know where that came from. Why are we going to run out of toilet paper? Is it because we can't be in the office and steal it and take it home? I don't know where that message was coming from. But guess what? Because people got afraid and this, this message of scarcity was out there, people hoarded toilet paper. And guess what? It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. There was no toilet paper. And now someone's got a whole room full of 80,000 rolls and they don't know what to do with it. But that's what happens when we uh, have this worldly scarcity mindset that there is not enough. And all the while God is saying, I came to bring life in that abundant. There is enough. Now, 
listen, I'm not a socialist. I don't believe, you know, that we can make sure everybody has enough. Why? Because our human nature. Some are greedy, some are lazy, some are whatever. But that is the problem that the world gives us this scarcity mindset. And we have to learn through the eyes of faith to see the abundance of God in our midst. You know, I was thinking about this folk tale, uh, Stone Soup. You remember this old story that there's a village and there's like a hungry guy in the village and he can't find anywhere to get food. And so he's a smart, sort of crafty guy. He gets a big pot of water, starts it boiling, dumps a stone or two in there, lets stirring it up. And after a while, a villager comes by and says, what you making? He says, well, I'm making a delicious stone soup. But, you know, it would be a little bit better if it just had a carrot. And the guy's like, I have a carrot. Let me go get it. Get a carrot in the pot. Next guy brings an onion, and then someone else here. She comes with a chicken neck, and pretty soon you're filling it up with potatoes and all kinds of stuff. And then by the time the the soup is done, it is filled with lots of things. It's delicious, and everybody eats. But you see, this leads me into one more thing that this text is actually showing us. The way everybody comes together to eat. Now, in the ancient world, in Jesus' day, and still often in the Middle East, they had a mindset that if we sit down together and eat, we're now family. When we eat together... I have become in relationship with you, and I'm going to say to you, I'm going to take care of you. We're now in this relationship. We're going to now uh, help one another and share with one another in ways that we didn't before we sat down to eat. Here you have 4,000 people who are now sitting down to eat together. And as they go out from here, they have created these relationships to care for one another. Now they're going to go back home and hopefully do the same. You see, the essence of fruitfulness, the key to fruitfulness, begins not with how much we have. It begins by building relationships. You know, you may not have enough diapers one time, but you never know that someone might say, oh, I have diapers I need to get rid of. Would you take them? Someone might say, here's a check for diapers. Because what Jesus is saying is, use what you do have. Use the resources you do have. It's not that small. If you don't use what you do have, you don't know how God might multiply what you have. You see, it's about never letting a mindset of scarcity get in the way of doing the work of God so that God's abundance might show forth. The way to be fruitful begins right there with building relationships, with using what we do have to help others. You see, if you want 
to feed 4,000 people, you start by feeding one. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.